Welcome to a very special episode of Take the Black, where myself, Dan Selke of WinnersComing.net and Daniel Rowan of WinnersComing.net uh, give you our spoiler-free impressions of the second season of Wheel of Time on Amazon Prime yes. Video, an adaptation of Robert Jordan's beloved fantasy book series, 14 books strong, two seasons deep. Can it get any better than this? We've seen the first four episodes of the second season, um, and I guess, Daniel, I'll start the ball rolling. Did yeah. you like them? Ah, we're going right into it. Okay. Yes. Uh, but I have some some thoughts. Uh, do you? So I, I do. Imagine that, that we're here to give thoughts. Uh, mm-hmm. So what I will say is, yes, I did enjoy them. I think the show is a more confident, full show this confident. season. Uh, a lot of the sets and special effects look better. The actors have better material. Um, so generally, yeah, I liked them. Most of my weirdnesses have to do with book to screen things. Big surprise if you've been a listener of the channel for any amount of time. Um, but yeah, so generally, yes, with an asterisk. Asterisk? Asterisk, I would say. How about you, Dan? <laughs> did you enjoy them before we get into some nitty gritty? I definitely did. So I, we both watched the first season and we both more or less yes. liked it, I think. You've read less. all the books. I've read some of the books, and I think I'm a little little less attached to the books than you do, than you are. Quite frankly, I think the books are kind of um, have a bit of a glut issue sometimes. Yeah, I which is a fair opinion. Wasn't expecting them to be one to one. I do agree with you that they change quite a bit, but honestly, I'm not that mad at the changes. Let's talk about one of what what, what I think is probably one of the bigger changes that I noticed in, in the second season, which is, okay. So we start with our We're kind of um, spoiler free, spoiler free, spoiler but, free. I mean, Watch without fear. I, I'm not going to spoil anything. Just it's <laughs> not, it's, it's no spoiler to say that we start with our main cast kind of all doing their own thing. Whereas in the first season, they're all together mm-hmm. and straight from the book. So we got, Warren and Lan dealing with Warren being cut off from the one source, losing her magic witchy abilities. We got Egwene and Nynaeve in the White Tower are training to be Aes Sedai. We got Perrin traveling with some Shinaran soldiers hunting for the Horn of Valir. And we have Rand having faked his own death, um, kind of out on his own. And we, yeah. and then Matt, Matt is also there. I'm not sure if that's a spoiler. But um, yeah. so it's more um, it's it, it's unfair, but I'll I'll call it Game of Thrones esque, where we have like all I these think that's fair. places. I mean, it's it's kind of unfair because like the Wheel of Time did it first. Like the books came out years and years ago. But whatever, that's I'm true. Sort of that's true. That's a good point. But I guess what was a little odd for me was that having read the book, and this is not a spoiler, but we're gonna spend a lot of time in the white tower with yes. Egwene, with Nynaeve, with a new character, Elaine. There's a picture that if we can see of three uh, women in white robes that are those that I just mentioned. You can see that would be great. Um, a lot of time with them. A, I'm going to go ahead and say a disproportionately, surprisingly large amount of time with them, with the white tower and with the other Aes Sedai, with Leandrin, with the Amarlin Seats personal secretary, whose name escapes me, with Mistress Novices, Leanne. a lot of time, Leanne, there you go, 
a lot of time in that area learning about ice and eye magic kind of dealing with these women's problems with their issues um would you say i'm correct dan and that we spent more time there than you were expecting as opposed to some of the other plot lines um yes and no so this season is primarily adapting the great hunt uh which is mm-hmm. the second book in robert jordan's series it does have some elements from other books which we're going to get to in a minute uh especially the dragon reborn which is the third book which there's some characters like rand who kind of launched toward his dragon reborn arc at the mm-hmm. end of season one where he goes off on his own not really a spoiler to say that but so the great hunt does spend a lot of time in the white tower with Nynaeve, Egwene, and elaine so i expected that um mm-hmm. i the way they proportioned things surprised me a little bit this season but on the whole with them i i think we needed that uh they're oh, sure it's important you know stuff. that is one of the pillars of this novel is the amount of time we spend with them at the white tower i was more surprised by the amount of time the other Aes Sedai characters get in general, um, because we spend quite a lot of time with with other ones aside from our main characters. And Leandrin, baby. to the degree, yeah, Leandrin, who Kate Fleetwood, I think, is one of the MVPs of the first half of the season. Uh, she kind of, whenever they put her on screen with anyone, it, she kind of ups the ante for the scene, I think, because she's just uh, amazing. But there are others too. Uh, Alana, played by Priyanka Bose, is another one who I was surprised at how much screen time she has. Um, so, yeah. We meet Varen. She was pretty good. We meet Varen, who is a very important character. Do not Google mm-hmm. Varen if you have not read the books. Um, but she she's going to be around for a while. She's important. So we spend time with a lot of them. Obviously, Moiraine, too. Um, we meet Shiriam Sedai, who is the mistress of novices at the tower. So there are a lot of Aes Sedai. They got a lot of really great actors and actresses to play these parts of Aes Sedai and warders. And okay. the the upside to that is they're all amazing. And we, you know, that's wonderful. The kind of odd downside of it to me is they need to then think of media enough material to justify having all of these really great actors in those parts and sometimes that just just like detracted a little bit from the main characters of the story including moiraine and lan uh there are just kind of characters i think of as side characters or who won't really be very relevant for a while who are getting a surprising amount of development this season um and i have some some very torn feelings about that but yeah so surprised and not surprised at the same time bet mgm has an unreal deal for sports fans in virginia turn five dollars into 150 dollars instantly when you place your first wager at bet mgm simply download the bet mgm app and sign up using code champion 150 then place a five dollar wager on any sport you'll receive 150 dollars in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome and if you think the fun stops there the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store check out daily promotions same game parlays live bets and so much more download the app in virginia today and get 150 dollars in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Where do we go from here, Dan? What are, what are some other things you want to hit on about this season? I want to float an incredibly politically incorrect theory as to why we spend so much time with Aes Sedai in this season, uh, maybe to the exclusion of other people. Just really, really fast. You sure you want to do, do it? it? Should I, I? I don't know, man. Should it's I up go to you. There? I'm going to do it. So I'm really enjoying this. I, I really did. I really enjoyed the, oh, you look worried. I mean, I I'm a little I worried. <laughs> I cannot do it now. I trust look. you to word things well, though. Okay. So <laughs> there's a lot of Aes Sedai in this season. We spend a lot of time with uh, Nynaeve, Egwene, Elaine, Leandrin. Leandrin, I think, has more screen time than like maybe like Matt or Perrin even. Maybe not Perrin, and, but definitely Matt. And she's good. She's a, she has a great jawline. I honest to God wonder. So I'm watching this show as a as a gay man. My partner's a gay man. We're watching. We're loving it. And I, I can't help but wonder. And I know that Rafe Judkins, the, the showrunner, is a gay man, too. And I can't help but wonder if there's part of the reason is that there's a long, long history of gay men kind of making idols out of powerful women with very specific mm. aesthetics, like going from like Greta Garbo and Betty Davis and Marlena Dietrich all the way through like Nicki Minaj and Lady Gaga and Ariana Grande. Like it, it's just from Sheridan Madonna. Like it, 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 we 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 love that stuff. Yeah. Um, and I seriously do wonder if maybe Rafe Judkins and his team are spending so much time with the Aes Sedai and these powerful because they're freaking fabulous. Like they're just <laughs> more interesting yeah. to spend time with and to watch Moiraine and Leandrin, like, you know, stare down people. And like Leandrin's giving like full Joan Crawford in times with just like her incredible jawline and her stares that could kill a man from like 80 paces away. Um, and then like all the ingenues of, um, Egwene and Elaine going over there. You have this older Mr. Novice character who's really interesting. You have, I won't spoil it, but there are even other uh, female characters who just kind of pop off the screen in a way that I don't think Matt and Perrin quite were. I, I So I'm kind of reading it through the lens of gay iconography. And I don't yeah. think it's entirely inappropriate. And I thought it was good. I wasn't missing the, the other stuff. Um, yeah. In part, because I because I because I enjoy that stuff too. <laughs> I enjoy a good story about powerful women being just like just I don't know intense <laughs> towards each other. Yeah, it works for me, and I do think that any stuff is is strong. I will say this: I don't of the actors. I kind of have an issue with. I think it's Zoe Robbins who plays Nynaeve. Is, is mm-hmm. that correct? Yes, I is. read the books and. In the books, Nynaeve is mainly giving me anger. And I just don't feel a lot of anger from Zoe Robbins. I feel like she always looks kind of worried. Her brow is always very furrowed. And I want more like rakes. In the books, Nynaeve is always, always angry. And yeah. they give her a material. And she has a great, I think the best episode so far is episode three, which kind of revolves around Nynaeve. She has some really great stuff and she does a good job with it. But I'm just wanting more anger from her. So I guess my questions to you are, did I phrase all that um, uh, yes, you uh, did. kind of eloquently enough so as not to get us canceled? And <laughs> do you agree with me about uh, Zoe Robbins as naive? 
Yes, I think you phrased that very well. Um, and I think you make a good case for it, honestly. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, so. Rafe Judkins, who is the showrunner, has outright said, is that how you say it? It is, it is. Yeah, Rafe. Rafe. Um, okay. he, he's outright said that the White Tower is some of his favorite material that he was most excited to get to this season. And I do think you see that come through on screen. So I, I agree with you. I think you're right on all of that. Um, that I'm going to transition this eventually into some some book thoughts that I have, uh, some concerns. But in terms of Zoe Robbins, I do agree with you. Um, mm-hmm. I, I really like her in the part, but I think She's the good. show yeah. has a bit of a problem with characters. So Robert Jordan was great at writing characters who have deeply buried layers to them. So like mm-hmm. Lan is another example. Lan is stoicism incarnate in the books. Yeah, You kind of get to learn as you spend more time with him that he has extra layers below that. And it's similar with Nynaeve where she is angry. She is stubborn, but you, you do get to, you know, the more you get to know her, the more you see those hidden layers of like, she really cares about her friends and she mm-hmm. is a deeply emotional person. Um, but the the show, the way it, it's putting those things a lot more front and center, I think. And even with the Aes Sedai, who are, you know, kind of portrayed as these, uh, you know, they have a, uh, their faces are different in the book. So they, they hard, it's hard yes. for them to show emotions. So a lot of times they appear very stoic and enigmatic. And obviously the show is having them emote much more. So I I think there is something that gets lost just a little bit with how they're handling that in the show. Um, Now, in terms of, you know, focusing on the White Tower, those sorts of things, I think. So my issue, when you say things like Perrin and Matt don't pop off the screen as much or things like that, you're not wrong. Uh, But I think part of that is where the show chooses to put focus um, there are prominent book plot lines that add a lot of tension from the great hunt that the show made maybe decisions to do in a different way or work around in a different way. Uh, so it's almost kind of like, it's not saying those characters have less good stuff, but the show is choosing to navigate it in a way that kind of relegates them a little bit. Um, and those are choices about what tensions to include rather than just, well, mm-hmm. they're not as good or as interesting. It's like, and this is not exclusive to male characters like Perrin and Matt. I actually feel this way about Nynaeve and Egwene as well. I mm-hmm. think their book plot line, there is a, a crucial element of it that is missing from this season that is in The Great Hunt. Um, that they they kind of just decided they're going to go a different route with it. It's still going to resolve in the same way, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is not present in the same way as, as it is in the book. Um, so, yeah, I will say that in terms of adaptation, uh, mm-hmm. I was kind of a defender of season one because I think season one had a, a really rough go of it. And I do agree with you that you're never going to get a one-to-one adaptation of the wheel of time mm-hmm. in live action television, nor like should anything you. much less the wheel of time. Yeah. Yeah. Nor should you, because I think sure. the wheel of time books make some mistakes. Robert Jordan retreads a lot of ground. Like, you know, the climactic resolution of books two and three is more or less the same. There are reasons they are having to adapt things the way they are. There's the lull, which is like three books that, are just kind of generally regarded as less good and hard to get through by the fans. Mm -hmm. And like, you can't have three seasons of bad television. 
just not going to work. Um, so they've had to make choices. And I defended that a lot in the first season. I am having a harder time defending it this season because I think some of the changes they make, especially with Moraine and Lan for me, their, their plot line is probably the one that aggravates me the most because they are pulling in. I'm not going to talk about this too deeply because again, spoilers, uh, there are elements from later books that they are pulling in to the, to their plot line and others this season that don't work as well in the context that they are putting them compared to the context they are used in the books, which is very specific. Um, so yeah, I think as a show, it is a better show this season. No question. Mm-hmm. I think Falm, which we have not seen Falm yet, which is going to be probably I've been calling Falma for like years. I always did too. I started calling it Falm recently because I heard all the production people call it that. Mm -hmm. So if they're saying it, they're probably right. Presuming that Falm is still going to happen more or less the same. I think that aside, my confidence in this as an adaptation is less, even as the show gets better. Does that make sense? Yeah, I mean, yes. Again, I had it intellectually. It's interesting because I have I haven't read the later books yet. I'm on book four yeah. still, and I didn't mind the the Marian Land stuff at all. I was kind of expect my fear about the Marian Land stuff because Marian, I I I know she, she, that she doesn't lose her powers at this point in the book. I don't know if she ever does, Correct. but I know they chose to go that route, and I was afraid it was going to be it was going to feel like filler. That it was going to yeah. feel like giving her something to do to give her something to do, kind of like I think of like the Yennefer plot line in The Witcher season two, which lost mm-hmm. her powers, and just okay, we're doing this now. I've been compelled, like in part because Rosamund Pike is is a extremely Fantastic. good, very yeah. good on screen, and she's making me feel that conflict. It doesn't feel totally. cheesy the, the way it did in The Witcher, and so I don't have the wider picture of how this messes up with the later book yeah. stuff. So I'm just liking it. So for me, someone who's partway through the books, it's worked fine. But maybe if I read more, I would be incensed like you. Yeah, you you probably would. Uh, I think book readers are going to have some struggles this season, honestly. Interesting. Um, yeah, because they make some... They're specific choices. It's not even vague stuff. It's specific choices about what they're including and what they're taking from other books. Um, but like you said, the thing that saves it, which is why I still say it is a better show, even Mm -hmm. as the, I think it is a less, lesser adaptation or like the adaptation elements Mm -hmm. are kind of confusing me more is because things like Rosamund Pike is so good. Leon, Kate Fleetwood as Leandrin is so good. Uh, Priyanka Bose as Alana, who is a character who they are giving a lot of focus again for a very specific reason She's fantastic. Mm. And that does make it easier to justify the the adaptation changes because the show itself is still really compelling. Um, but, uh, you know, it's that thing George R. R. Martin said back when Thrones was on about like the butterfly effect. Mm-hmm. And the farther you go on, the bigger those ripples get. Uh, and we are going to see that. Decisions they made this season, we are absolutely going to see that as this show goes on those ripple effects because of what they have chosen to use from different books. I think. How do you like the actor whose name escapes me as Celine? How about the, uh, (laughs) or um, the guy who's playing the man is Shamael, but whatever you want to call him uh, today. 
I'm going to call him a Shamael because Amazon has called him a Shamael in official marketing materials at this point several times. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Ferris Ferris is the name of the actor. Natasha Keefe, I believe, is the name of the actress for um, Celine. I really like both of them. <laughs> <laughs> I almost, almost said it. Um, yeah, I really like both of them. I think Natasha O'Keefe is fantastic in that yeah, role. Yeah, really good. She's perfect. I, I, just, I, there was some weird fan backlash because fans of these shows, of these book series, <laughs> they can be so precious. Uh, it makes me think of like. I've seen people complain like she's not beautiful enough for that part. And it's like, you're an idiot. I knew um, it. I it m- knew that would made happen. Me think of, um, to be fair, Nikolai Coster Waldo and J- yeah. as like, Jamie Lannister. People said that about him. He's not good enough to be Jamie Lannister. And it's like, you're dumb. Like he's perfect. To, and to she's fair, the same. Ro- Robert Jordan is partly responsible for this. Cause I read fair. that book not long ago. Fair. And just describe and just slobbering over Celine in those descriptions of like, yes. oh my, she's the most beautiful person I ever saw in my life. Her it was impossibly pretty. Her skin was the perfect skin, the perfect hair. It's like, I, 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 I literally, when I read it, I was like, they are, they, they, this isn't doable. <laughs> this is a fantasy. This is ridiculous. You can't do this on TV. Yeah. Um, so you have a beautiful woman. It's so and ridiculous. Of she's going to get blowback. She's yeah, really good. It, it's so ridiculous though, because like Natasha O'Keefe is gorgeous. Like Nikolai yeah. Costerwaldo is an incredibly handsome man. Like yeah. these, it's not like they're picking bad-looking people to play these parts. Um, but she, in terms of acting, is really, really good. I think. Mm-hmm. I don't love the way the show has handled the character. Honestly, really? uh, my I didn't biggest. Mind it. I really didn't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> my... <laughs> Uh, I think largely it's working. Uh, there's a lot of great nods in there for the book crowd, which in general sure. is the case. They're seeding in a lot of uh, very long game foreshadowings for like end of series stuff in this season, okay, which cool. I love. Um, it, my main thing is really uh, how they introduced uh, that character, Celine. That's my Again. main qualm. Most of the stuff that's come a- after that, I think is pretty good. Kind of. It's kind of hard to talk about without doing spoilers, but I will say we're that I good. did not mind. I think we're doing good, but I mean, it, it's like now I want to talk about like how she's introduced. I didn't mind it at all, like because I know in the book that Rand kind of comes across her, um, out in the wild, the hunt for Valorn, and, and it, oh, for the hunt for the horn it happens very differently here. But I thought it worked fine. I, I I really didn't. After I watched it, I was like, oh, I didn't need to like have a, a, a an exact book adaptation of this is fine unless there's some later book reason that this is bad and i, I don't know because i have the books not really i i do think rand's i don't love rand's line this season i i will i'm going to tread carefully uh mm. no spoilers but uh they make again some interesting choices about what they are doing with rand that to me kind of fly in the face of the whole point of why Rand is where he is in the first place. Um, his decision to leave at the end of season one. Uh, I don't, there, there are some choices they make in season two that kind of clash with that for me. Um, I think the settings. Yeah, we're doing good. We're doing good. I think we're doing Uh, good, but but like how far can we go? Not not too far. Well, you know what? This show will be out September 1st and then we can talk spoilers. Um, but yeah, generally speaking, I like them a lot. Uh, I think Ferris Ferris is the man slash Ashamil slash some dude Amazon can't make its mind up about is also 
you know, he's very compelling whenever he's on screen. And that's the case for a lot of the cast. Um, you know, I think a lot of the actors are really good. I think a lot of the settings are exceptional this season. Costumes. The Stan Shan look great. The Sean Chan look amazing. I think that is uh, something they clearly decided to focus heavily on doing mm-hmm. well by. Um, and I think it works. I think I, I yeah, I think they did did good by the Sean Chan. I think that's some good who, Halloween inspiration is that. Yeah, they it look, is. They I, look terrific. There's a reason they put out cosplay guides for like Lady Suroth a while back. It's like, yeah, they, they know people. They yeah well that's that's how we first found out the actor who was playing Lady Suroth because they <laughs> gotcha. put up a picture of the outfit for people to cosplay and then they took it down because they realized they put up something <laughs> that hadn't been announced yet which I have to say Amazon if you're listening to this make Ooh, up your mind with some of these things because like Ferris Ferris the man who we see here it's so funny to me how they've kind of flip-flopped back and forth about how to do his identity thing. Cause he's kind of an identity reveal in the book of who that character is. Um, yeah, and, and the show just kind of can't make up its mind about the marketing for the show. I should say, I'm not going to talk about the season here, but whether the marketing refers to him as one thing or another has been pretty conflicted. So sure. that's my, my slight poke, but yeah. So the wheel of time season two, it's pretty good. As a book reader, I have some qualms, uh, but I'm really excited to see people's reactions to this. Uh, too. Yep. And as a partial book reader, I really enjoyed it. To be honest, I was, for the, I thought the premiere was fine. Second episode, I thought it was a little sleepy. Third episode, I thought it was yeah. great. And the fourth, I thought it was very good too. So yeah. I'm in. I like it. Um, if I can make, take some advice, I guess don't read past book four and you'll like it more. <laughs> yeah, that is good advice. Uh, I think the the deeper you are in the series, the more issues you're probably going to have. Um, one thing I will say about the... So I've been waiting to say this because I actually saw these episodes for the first time quite a while ago back That's when I interviewed true. the cast in June. Um, yeah. But I think the re- there is a reason they are doing a three-episode premiere for this show. And that is that most of the best stuff of the season is in the back four episodes. So they're trying to get us to it quickly. Um, so you can kind of take that as you will. I agree with you. The second episode's a little sleepier. There's good stuff in all of them oh, totally, in, yeah. in its own way. But I, I do think they, part of the reason that they're releasing three at once is because the first three are the kind of the weaker links of the season. And they know once they get us to fall, it's going to be all uphill from there and we're going to all enjoy it. They just want episode us to be ends. in Morocco, which is where they filmed Fall. But that's inappropriate. Episode four and some pretty good cliffhangers. Looking forward to seeing how they resolve. Um, yeah. I liked it. It's good. I think it's better than the first season. I thought the first season was yeah, decent as totally. well. And I'm looking forward to covering it with you and with all of you out there yeah. in the audience watching. Hi, tens of fans. <laughs> yeah, I th- I guess... Uh... Is, do you have any final thoughts? Because I think we covered pretty much everything I was going to say about this. Everything we're allowed to say at this point. Um, I think I've done about that too. And okay. no, I think if you're okay with it, we can wrap this up. Um, All right. And go about our days. All right. Thank you for watching. This has been a special Take the Black presentation. 
a spoiler-free review with the Wheel of Time. If you're interested, we also do a live show every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Central Standard Time on the Winners Coming Facebook page and the Winners Coming YouTube page. We're also yes. in podcast form wherever they're downloadable, be it Google Play, iTunes, or elsewhere. Um, come and check us out. Give us a like. Give us a subscribe. Give us a comment. Um, just watch us. Please read us. Please go to winnerscoming.net. Um, yes. We beg you. Give us your attention and your love. Uh, yeah. Thanks so much. The Wheel of Time. I'm Dan. He's Dan. We're Dan's. Have a lovely day. Take care, y'all. This podcast is brought to you by Fansighted. Join our community of over 300 sites from sports to pop culture and everything in between. 